It's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Monday afternoon to you. A little snowy out there, a little wet out there. I hope you had a nice weekend. What a football weekend, right? You've been hearing about it all day. I hope you're in a good Monday mood. The Nate Brown Show is back. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. We know that. And we're live. South Dakota Sports Talk Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. I enjoyed the football weekend, yet I didn't. I can I can tell you. Okay, we got a lot to discuss. A reaction Monday, ready to roll. Great guests across the board. Really good today. Um, we've got you covered. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by the rehab doctors. They're the non-operative experts in the Black Hills. If you have an injury, you have an aching pain, see the rehab doctors. Get checked out. They'll give you pain relief without surgery. They do a great job. The Rehab Doctors, online at therehabdoctors.com for pain relief without surgery. Therehabdoctors.com. On the Monday show, I said a great guest lineup, and really we got you covered in different markets here tonight. We'll go national, but then we'll go to these cities where some tough reaction going on. We're going to go to Green Bay today, talk to Bart Winkler, 1250 The Fan, covers the Packers. We love having Bart on. He's going to get us started on a Monday. Out to Buffalo, we're going to talk to the Bills pre- and post-game show host. He's on the Bills flagship station, WGR 550 in Buffalo. Just a killer uh, last night for Bills fans, Nate Gary. He's with WGR 550 Buffalo and the Bills radio network. He's on tap. Doug Ottawill live from Denver as the Broncos have narrowed it down to three candidates. Okay, The Broncos have narrowed it down to three head coaching candidates. And we'll get the latest from MileHighSports.com senior editor, Doug Ottawill. Nationally, we'll talk to NFL columnist for the Washington Post, Jerry Brewer. He is live and in on a Monday uh, reaction from the high school basketball scene this weekend. Jason Andera, Midco Sports, live from Sioux Falls. So we got you covered across the board. A lot of NFL talk, some hoops talk, and we'll get after it. You can be a part of the program. Check in here, 720-1067. That's the direct line. It's the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line Live, 720-1067 for you. Uh, and also the Barron's Wilson text line. Check in there. Direct text the show, 720-1067 on the Barron's Wilson text line. Uh, good stuff on the text line right away. Said, hey, Nate, gone all last week uh, traveling. Thank goodness for your podcast. Hey, I appreciate that. Yes, check out the podcast. So we're live right away on a Monday. We're going to get after it here. But remember the podcast. If you can't listen live 4 to 6, you can catch the Nate Brown Show podcast like that listener. Good stuff. And by the way, he said last night, it was the deer in the headlights for the Buffalo Bills coaches. That was the uh, latest text on the Barron's Wilson text line. And that guy is correct. That guy is correct. Okay? 
It was the deer in the headlights for the coaches. Okay, uh, let me start. Let me start here. Let me start here on a Monday. Okay, uh, some some specific reaction because you've heard nationally a lot of people talking and and saying what about this? What about that? And was that the greatest game or a top five game in NFL history? I, I don't know. It was, it was a great game last night. Bills Chiefs. Lived up to the hype. Mahomes, unbelievable. My boy, Josh Allen, unbelievable. And I will ask you this. Is there any more doubt now that Josh Allen is a top-tier, top-five quarterback? Is there any more doubt? I don't think so. So finally, my Wyoming Cowboy guy, which nobody believed in ever, nobody believed him, uh, believed in him ever, and the Buffalo Bills take a shot on him. They trade up. They go up to number seven, and they get him. And people still, well, I, I don't know. And Well, he said, okay, AFC Championship last year got clipped by the Chiefs. Gets it to a close one divisional round. Somehow gets clipped by the Chiefs after an unbelievable game. Josh Allen now putting himself up there on a consistent basis with the great quarterbacks of today. I think it's a really hard question to ask yourself. After last night, you tell me. I I said last week, I don't know if it's just because I I can be a homer sometimes with my Cowboy guys. I, I can be a homer. But is there any question who you would take for sure? Is there any question who you would take for sure? I think sometimes there is. I think some because Allen matched Mahomes last night. Mahomes was unreal. And Allen matched him. So I think there's still I think there's a question on who is the greatest quarterback moving forward. And then we still might have a good one in the AFC championship. Burrow, Joe Burrow's nothing to sneeze at, right? He's nothing to sneeze at, I will tell you. So this just uh, just showed me Josh Allen, he's made his way, did everything he could. And the Bills' defense uh, let him down. I will get into that. First, I'll take a call. Thanks for getting in. You're live, and you go ahead. Hello? All right. Nobody there. That's all right. Uh, 720-1067 on the Barrons-Wilson text line. Let me start with that. Let me start with this. Okay? Um, I don't know what they were doing on the defensive side. I do not know what they were doing on the defensive side, the Bills in the final 13 seconds. They were trying to play prevent, which we know that'll prevent you from winning most of the time, okay? It'll prevent you from winning most of the time. And they were playing prevent on the sidelines last night. And the the Chiefs had three timeouts. That might have been the worst collapse I've seen. That might have been the worst defensive scheme and collapse I've seen. I've watched it a long time. You guys have, too. You tell me, 44 yards in nine seconds? You can't have it. Um, thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Hello? Hello, sir. I just am a longtime listener, and I just know how you hate the Chiefs, so I know this must be a painful, painful day for you. <laughs> I don't hate the Chiefs. No, I don't hate sure. the Chiefs. I thought that kind of how it sounded on Friday's show. No, I'm a Broncos fan, so I don't love the Chiefs, but oh. um, um, I, I love Josh Allen. Chief, I think that that was probably the best game in history. Oh, you do. Homer. You do. But, okay. I think, but I think Josh Allen was pretty great, and I think the concerns about him, he looks like he's a legit deal. Well, I appreciate that, buddy. No, I don't hate the Chiefs. I respect the Chiefs. I just don't love the Chiefs. All right? Thanks, All right. Do you, think, for, do, you, do you think Rodgers will be a Bronco next year? Because I think I, that's how it looks. I don't know. I don't know about that. 
I don't know about that. I'm going to get into it, though. I, I really don't know about that. Thanks for calling. I Nate appreciate like it. Your show. Thank okay. you very much. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, that's in. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, by the way, by the way, um, last night, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. As a Josh Allen homer, as a Josh Allen fan, I've followed him since the days in Wyoming. You know, Josh, we've had him on the show, right? Long time ago when we first start, started the show, a few years ago, we had him on the show. Great leader, great kid, just a great teammate. And I saw that coming from Wyoming. I talked to the guys in Wyoming when he was there, and I said, Josh Allen just seems different. The players just on his team just loved him at Wyoming, just loved him. He was a guy that actually came back for a bowl game after being injured. He flipped the script on this whole 2020-2021 thing where, you know, now nobody plays in bowl games, right? You're going to be an NFL player. You don't play in bowl games. Josh said, I'm going to come back to Wyoming and play for him in the Potato Bowl. Who cares? Nobody cares about the Potato Bowl. He said, Wyoming gave me a chance nobody else did. And you can tell the folks in Buffalo love him. And as that last caller stated, he said, Josh Allen is now up there, right? He's now up there. I agree with that. But I told you, Mahomes has been there. He will be there. I said numerous times here on the show at the start of the year, you go back to September. Go back. We're going to have to pull that. Matt Kearney, the producer of the Nate Brown Show, we got to pull that back in before the season started. I said, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? As, it, as, as painful as it was as a Broncos fan, I said the Chiefs and the Rams. Okay, I kind of took a leap on the Rams. That was kind of one of those, yeah, I don't know, maybe they can. And, boy, they're on the verge of it. I don't know if they can get there. So I said the Chiefs and the Rams. So I never really doubted the Chiefs. I didn't know if the Bills were going to get it done last night. I really didn't. And all of a sudden, Josh kept on making play after play after play. And they finally had it. They finally had it. And Leslie Frazier, the longtime defensive coordinator, a great guy, absolutely made a bad, bad game, mistake after mistake. It was bad scheme, no blitzes, no spy on Mahomes early on in the first half. So he just ran all over the place in the first half. Then they finally started spying him. Well, then there was massive mistakes by the Bills, especially in the last two minutes. Just massive mistakes. Not guarding Hill, trying to go one-on-one, guarding the sidelines instead of the middle of the field. That's what lost the game. So I will tell you, as much as I'm a Josh Allen fan, I know you've got to keep the pedal to the metal. If you want to beat the Chiefs, if you want to beat them, you better keep the pedal to the metal. Josh Allen did. Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott, for the, for the most part, he's a defensive head coach. You can't have that happen. By the way, they even called timeouts in that final 13 seconds. They called timeouts to make sure they had a good defensive uh, plan. There was no plan at all. It was one of the worst collapses You're going to see 13 seconds and you go 44 yards. You can't have it happen. I don't care if it's Mahomes or whoever it is. You can't have it happen. So I'm going to tell you, the Bills let down Josh Allen, maybe one of his greatest postseasons you'll ever see. From the Patriots game to the Chiefs game. Unbelievable efficiency. And they let him down, and I don't know if you're ever going to get back to places like that. That's what makes this so tough. Everybody says... Well, with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, you're going to see this a lot now. You're going to see this matchup a lot. I'm not so sure about that. I said that before. It is hard to get back consistently at a high level. The Chiefs have gotten there. 
They've only won one with Patrick, right? Can they get more? Maybe. It is tough. They've gone now to four straight AFC championships. Only won one Super Bowl. It's not going to be one of those, oh, this is one of the things moving forward. you got Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes. The Bills had it, and they blew it. They absolutely blew it. And this is something that you keep thinking, well, Josh is only 25. They're going to keep coming back because they have Josh Allen. And everything has to come together. And who else knows this? Aaron Rodgers, that that, that caller stated. Aaron Rodgers, is he going to go to the Broncos? I don't know. I'm going to get into that coming up. Doug Ottawa live from Denver, Mile High Sports. We'll get into that. The Aaron Rodgers situation, he hasn't won a Super Bowl in over a decade. They've been to NFC Championship after NFC Championship, and now he gets clipped here as the number one seed. So when you say, well, eventually you're just Josh Allen and the Bills will get over the top, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. They've been trying to get over the top since uh, the days of Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas. Yeah, they, they got there. They got there again and again and again, and now they were there. They had the, the beast down. They had him beaten. They, it, it was kind of like like in a horror movie. Patrick Mahomes, he was dead. He was dead, right? You had him dead, and then he comes back. He's just a guy that never dies. And Leslie Frazier gave him new life. I've never seen a defensive plan like that, and it simply loses the game for the Bills. It, it loses the game for the Bills. And then we get into this situation where people say, well, you should change the overtime. And let's start with that. I want to start with that. Um, because there's really nothing else to say. Two unbelievable players. Um, the collar states maybe the best game he's seen. It, it, it may be. I mean, it might be up there. I don't know. You see a lot of games, right? I, I think of the Tom Brady comeback in the Super Bowl. That was high stakes. Super Bowl, 28-3. to Unbelievable comeback. What about the Patriots-Seahawks game years ago? Comes down to the final play, and the Patriots get a pick on the one-yard line. That was tight all the way through. So I think there's been a lot of drama, a lot of great games. But one like that, five lead changes in the final two minutes, 25 points scored. That was a wild one last night. Lived up to the hype, and the Bills let Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs off the hook, and you can't do it and they let him roll down the field. Now, overtime situation, I will ask you this as we get started on the Nate Brown Show. Question of the day. Question of the day. Do you think the NFL should change the overtime? Did you hear me complain once here in this opening monologue yet about how the Bills lost because of the overtime rules? No, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Why? The Bills could have simply stopped the Chiefs. They could have stopped the Chiefs. They could have held the Chiefs to a field goal. What an idea. They couldn't do it. And so you lose. The coin toss, there is a lot of pressure now on that coin toss, meaning the magnitude of a heads and tails is massive in a game like last night. It's massive. Should we lead? Um, should we leave overtime up to a coin toss the big momentum swing like that. That's where you can argue a little bit, should the NFL do something with the overtime? Should the NFL do something with the overtime? Uh, Listener text. Um, Buffalo has to be kicking themselves. 15 seconds left in the game. They couldn't close the deal. Yeah, (laughs) there's no doubt about that. Uh, The Buffalo KC game became an instant classic. Yeah, I I think you're right on that as well. Um, 
720-1067. Answer this question for me. Let's go to it, see if people are uh, sounding off here. I want to go to this. Do you think um, the NFL should change the overtime? And I've got three options for you as we get ready for Bart Winkler, talking Packers and Aaron Rodgers coming up, 1250 the fan. Do you think they should change the overtime? Keep it the same. For If you score a TD, you win. Okay, you did it. You scored the TD. You win. Sorry, if you want to, if you want to win, stop them. Okay, do you think you should just keep it the same? Should we go to a college football style? But in my opinion, you got to move it back. You can't start at the 25. That's too close for NFL kickers. It's just going to be a field goal fest if you can't make it in. Okay, so I'm going to say college football rules. Maybe move it back to about the 40. Would you like that? Where one team gets it at the 40, series of downs. See what happens. The other team gets it at the 40, series of downs. You go college football style, but at the 40, not at the 25. Or how about you just give each team a possession? So everybody that's whining about Josh Allen not getting it last night when he was on fire, well, then this way the Bills would also get it and they could answer the touchdown. Then after that, after the one possession each, then you go to a sudden death. What, what would you vote for? Do you think the NFL has it right now? Touchdown on first drive wins. Field goal. If you get a field goal, the other team gets it now, right? Okay. And then, then we go back and forth there. Should we go college football style? There's a lot of, uh, lot of energy there, a lot of anticipation, a lot of excitement. Okay, but you got to move it back. I believe you can't go 25 yard line chip shot stuff for field goals. So you got to go. You got to go 40 at least. Or do you go one possession each? End of story. Okay, Chiefs get it last night. They score. Bills get it. Okay, they score. Okay, that that's the uh, question. That's the question. Uh, and then you go sudden death after that. That could be the plan. What would you say? Thanks for calling. You're live today, and you go ahead. Hey, I got a music major next to me. I am playing the world's smallest violin. Are you? Are you? For who? The Bills? I wanted the Bills. I bet on the Bills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did? Come on, Steve. You can't bet against your own team. Come on. Nate, Nate, I, I'm not rich like you that drives around in that private jet, man. <laughs> I got to drive around in that old Buick. <laughs> So you, and pray to God it starts. You need to but make. Here's my thinking. I, okay. I tell you what, you can't fault either quarterback. No, that I agree. That was a great oh, game. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I've been away for a while, you know, doing this whole wrestling thing. Yep. How yep. did the Vikings fare this weekend? <laughs> I knew you were just waiting for that. You just. <laughs> you know, here's my whole deal. Drew Pearson said it best. You remember him, don't you? That old yeah. cowboy receiver. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was a stud, Hall of Fame. Okay. He goes, "We paid forty million for that." How embarrassing. <laughs> That's what he said, Nate, on that. About Dak? About Dak? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And do you remember a few years ago? I'm on a roll now, Nate. Okay. Remember when, when Zekio wanted that $35 million and oh. everybody's like, oh, he deserves it. But not me. But not Dak, me. I didn't say that. Let, let's go Prescott. He deserves a whole bunch, too. Oh. I'm just like, how do you guys stay in business? <laughs> Honestly, Nate. I didn't say Ezekiel. You know that. You know that. I didn't want the running. I didn't. I wouldn't give up all that money. Not not for Zeke. Not for Zeke. I just, by, 
By the you way, know, uh, then, by the way, Dak got paid about seventy million this year. Seventy million. I know. Just this so year. What? You know what? And they're blaming the coach for that. But Drew goes. Anybody that's played little league football knows. You don't do that at the end of the game. Waste hey, all that time on the clock. By the way, that Steve, wasn't the coach. Let me ask you this: uh, um, Should we change the overtime rules in the NFL? Should we change? No, them? I like it. I like it. You know why, Nate? You put two kids on a wrestling match, on a mat. Guess what? One's going to get his hand raised. The other's going to go cry like a little girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the way life is, Nate. Let's quit giving it to them. I don't want sudden death um, either. I don't want sudden death because the coin toss matters too much. You know what? Although Josh Allen did everything he could to win the game. Yeah, yeah. Some people say he should have got a chance. One more. Oh, your chance was when the game was being played. Yeah, Yeah, the defense let him down. I will tell you that. All right, buddy. Good to hear from you. Thanks, man. Okay. Appreciate it. Um, all right. A lot of people have throwing stuff out about overtime. I do want to uh, get your thoughts on this. i got to get to Bart Winkler coming up live from 1250 The Fan, Wisconsin, uh, talking Packers, Aaron Rodgers, and more. That was, a, that was a disappointment Saturday night. There's no question about that. What would be the best overtime option in the NFL? Keep it the same now. Coin toss is big because if you're on fire like the Chiefs and Bills last night, a touchdown wins it, it's over. The Josh Allen stares off into no man's land wondering what happened. <laughs> well, uh, if you really want to get into it, Josh, Leslie Frazier had a prevent defense guarding the sidelines, and the Chiefs just got 44 yards down the middle in nine seconds. But anyway, uh, and now you lose. Thanks for playing. So would you change it up in overtime? I didn't whine once about it. I'm sitting here watching it with my family last night. We're excited. My daughters are excited. We watched Josh in Wyoming, went to all of his games. Okay. We, we, we were excited, scored with 13 seconds. We're good to go. They scored. End of story. That's the rules. That's the rules. The question is, should the NFL really change the overtime rules? Do you believe the fans want it changed in a better one possession each, college football style, or just keep it the same? Um, we'll get to some answers here, let's say. I say just have a 15-minute overtime, end of story, then go sudden death. Okay, so an extra period, just 15 minutes played out. I, I don't mind that. A lot of people say, oh, that's too much. The players are going to get hurt. And this, Okay, folks, the players are going to play. We'll see what happens in the extra quarter. Enjoy the extra football. Okay, I don't, I don't mind that. I don't think they'll go down that road because of the NFL, quote-unquote, player safety. Um, let's see. Leave it up to the kickers. Each kicker gets a chance at a 50-yard field goal. Oh. <laughs> um, no. No, we can't leave it up to them. We can't leave it up to the kickers. We can't leave it up to the kickers. It always gets left up to the kickers anyway. We can't, we can't do that. We can't do that. What would be my vote? What would be my vote? I guess when it's all said and done, I'd go one possession each. I guess when it's all said and done, I go one possession each. Whatever happens, happens. And then after that, sudden death. So Mahomes got a TD. Josh Allen could try and answer back. If he did, great. Now we're at sudden death. Buckle up your seatbelt. Okay? But at least then we're not leaving it up to heads, tails. Wow, thanks. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We're done. Okay? All right. Coming right back, Bart Winkler getting started on a Monday, the Nate Brown Show. Yes, I'm 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 fired up.
I wanted Josh Allen, man. What an effort. What a what a guy. What a guy. But the Chiefs do it again. Somehow, some way, courtesy of Leslie Frazier. Not quite uh, ready for the last 13 seconds. How about the Packers? How big of a disappointment was it? Packers lose at home in January. Aaron Rodgers is 5-4 and four at Lambeau Field in the playoffs. 5-4. and four. I mean, we act like it's... Uh, I mean, we act like he's maybe the greatest of all time. I, I don't think so. Bart Winkler's in. Packers, 1250 The Fan, live in Wisconsin next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Visit BlackHillsCulligan.com. That's BlackHillsCulligan.com. It's Honda's Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Up to an additional two years, 50,000 miles comprehensive warranty, plus certified Hondas come with seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, free oil changes your first year, and 24-7 roadside assistance. Plus, at Denny Menholtz Rushmore Honda, we buy cars. Vehicles are in high demand, and due to limited inventory, your vehicle has never been worth more. Stop by Denny Menholtz Rushmore Honda and either sell or trade today. Located off I-90 on East Small Drive in Rapid City. Ever since Barron's Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process. They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at barronswilson.com. All right, guys, if you need a haircut, the one place I go every time is the Man Salon. And there's a reason for it. They just do the best job. You get a great haircut with your personal stylist. I can watch a game or whatever I want in my own station. Then I get shampoo, hot towel, shoulder massage, all at a great price at the Man Salon. Two convenient locations for you at Rushmore Crossing and on West Main. The Man Salon offers a military discount for active and retired military. For your next appointment, just book at the Man Salon. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Get in the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. Getting started on a Monday, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, Fox Sports, Rapid City. Well, we got you covered across the board. Let's go out to Wisconsin. The Bart Winkler Show. Lively these days. That's what I hear, lively. 12.50, the fan, Milwaukee. Covers the Packers and more, obviously. Bart Winkler is live on a reaction Monday here on the Nate Brown Show. Find him on Twitter. Follow him at Winks Thinks. Bart, thanks for the time. How are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I'm 
I'm fine, all things considered. It's just sports. It's just sports. Yeah. It's just yeah. sports. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's our it's it's your livelihood, Bart. Don't forget oh, that. It's okay? my livelihood yes, and also yes. the thing I probably care about the most, right? Right below my family, but <laughs> it's just sports. Yes. Um what is the the reaction in Packer Country about Saturday night? You know, people are trying to think nationally, okay. Who, whose fault is it? It's bad special teams. No, it wasn't Aaron Rodgers' best game. Where does it really land? Well, the special teams was atrocious. I mean, what they did, and we knew that all year the special teams was bad. And so that wasn't a surprise. And I think while it was a concern, one thing that I kept coming back to with this Packers team as to why I thought they could go to the Super Bowl is I thought they were a team that was better than, you know, some of these what I call variables. Like, in every game, you could be even and matched up, but the Bills, the Bills last night, they lose because of a variable. They were right there with the Chiefs. They lost because of a coin flip, or they lost because they didn't squib the kick, okay? So they're, like, right on par with the Chiefs, but then the Chiefs just happened to get two things go their way at the end. The Packers, I thought, you know, if there's bad calls or if there's fluky plays, their defense is good enough, and especially their offense is good enough that they can overcome some of these Variables. Now, when you have a block kick and a block punt, okay, that's, that's a little, like, lengthy, but the Packers' defense played very well, so we knew the defense would be good, we knew the special teams would be bad, and we figured the offense would be good. And the offense on that first drive looked incredible, and then the next drive they fumble, and then the next drive it's Rodgers, you know, targeting Devontae a bunch. I think that where, where I'm at, where a lot of Packer fans I feel like are at, is – this felt like a finality. Now Lafleur mm-hmm. came out today and says everybody like everybody wants Rogers back. Okay, but it just it, it's so it looks so similar to Brett Favre's last game here, which was in Lambeau Field, this 2007 NFC Championship game. It was cold, and there was a play where the Packers were driving at the end, where he had an open receiver but threw it into a bad coverage on Donald Driver. And it was picked off by the Giants, and they lost the game. And this time, Rodgers is the opportunity. On the last play that the Packers had, he goes double coverage to Devontae. Alan Lazard was breaking right over the middle as the play was designed. They ran it week three against the Niners. But instead of the open guy, Rodgers forces it to Devontae. And I think what's, what's being built up here is a lot of legacy-defining stuff. And if you look at the Packers in the Rodgers era, they got a Super Bowl quick. They were on that podium. There was no way. I mean, you want to talk about a hot take? Imagine someone coming on the radio the day after the Packers went Super Bowl 45 and saying, Rodgers will never go to a Super Bowl again with the Packers. Mm. And I'm not talking through 2022. You wouldn't believe it. And so I think a lot of people are like, all right, well, if this Rodgers thing is going to end, you know, does he retire? Do, Do the Packers try to get something for him? The cap situation next year is a mess. I think a lot of people are a lot more ready to you know see what else is out there rather than get the same results that have been happening the last 12 years. Interesting. Bart Winkler on 1250 The Fan Milwaukee, the Bart Winkler Show, talking Packers and Aaron Rodgers. So, so this goes to it. I mean, I saw this number, and, and I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, but Aaron Rodgers 5-4 and four at Lambeau in the playoffs. What do you think happens with Aaron Rodgers in big, big moments? I don't know. Uh, in the past, we've been able to blame the defense. 
because, you know, this defense performance, I mean, it was incredible. And when they had a fourth and one stop, six minutes to go, I think a lot of Packer fans are feeling pretty comfortable that, okay, well, at least, like, get a field goal. And then it was, you know, there was a block punt in there. And Rodgers, one more drive doesn't work. Um, I think that this time, this is something that's been happening the last couple of times. He's got a, he's got a propensity to play hero ball. He, and I don't understand why it is. But he wants to target Devontae. I mean, Devontae's great. Why would you not? Right. But LaFleur's offense, when you scheme guys open, when you have guys that were open, there were multiple guys open on the Packers' last play from scrimmage offensively, yet he threw the ball deep to Devontae in double coverage. Rodgers afterwards said it was a 50-50 ball. Uh, he's, he's got different math numbers than I do because that did not look like a 50-50 ball when he threw on the double coverage and Devontae really didn't have a chance on it. So I think a lot of it was that. I don't know. And that's why I go back to that game with 2007. And you, you hate to say, like, oh, a guy's too old when Tom Brady's out here at 44, 45. But Rodgers looked cold. And, and Rodgers looked – he just looked uncomfortable. He looked like the colder quarterback, just like Favre did 15 years ago. So I think if the Packers are going to win a Super Bowl and they have to go through Lambeau, I think you're going to either have to – try not to go through Lambeau and be a wild card team and play in warm weather locations because Lambeau ain't working, or they need to start constructing a dome right now so that we don't get cold because we <laughs> thought there was this, this mystique, and there oh, was. Interesting. And it's gone. Interesting. And it ain't coming back. Okay. That's interesting. Um, are you trying to tell me, Bart Winkler, that Packers fans maybe don't want Aaron back? What is the percentage breakdown? That's tough to say. It's at least like like it's at least fifty fifty based on okay. Okay. the calls I took today, the reaction I took today. And let me say this too, because I, I know that I, I know that when I come on and I, you know I'm from Green Bay, Milwaukee, and I'm talking about not wanting Aaron Rodgers back, I understand that that sounds insane, and and I understand that it sounds like, but it's Aaron Rodgers. He gives you a knock at the door. And I just would like to, like, for everyone who thinks, oh, I'd love, to, I'd love to have 12 straight chances at a Super Bowl. What you want is the Super Bowl. To actually have the chances and repeatedly come up short is not fun. Packer fans yesterday are like, man, was this, was this a worse game or was 2014 in Seattle NFC Championship a worse game? And then you're like, oh, no, what about that game in Atlanta? Oh, well, well what about that game in uh, in uh, uh, San Francisco, rather. Well, what about the game last year? It's like there's too many to, to, to count, and you mm. can forget about them. So I, I think that another thing with Packer fans, too, is we had Favre for 15 years, and we had Rodgers for 15 years. And so everyone is just, that's like the window of time Packers fans have, where they think, well, if you get rid of Rodgers, you'll be bad for another 15 years. Well, that's kind of insane. But if you look at it, the last 25 years, all right, Favre and Rodgers, Favre and Rodgers, two Super Bowls. The Buccaneers got that many with uh, Rob Johnson, Brad Johnson, Jameis Winston, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, eventually Tom Brady, Eric Zaire. I mean, go through the list. It's like wow. you have 15 years of a Hall of Fame quarterback, and it's great. You have chances, but if you don't cash in on those chances – you know, at what point is it just not working? A quick departure. I'll let Bart Winkler run. If there's no Aaron Rodgers and then Devontae Adams, what are you going to do with him? What is the immediate future of the Packers? Pretty bleak. Uh, you know, LaFleur's trying to talk today and saying that the cap is a myth, which we all like to say. But 
Right now, they're $45 million over. If they take Devontae, which he would be mad about, then you're $65 million over. you got to cut guys somewhere. Darius Smith's probably gone. Mason Crosby's probably gone. Adrian Amos is probably gone. Billy Turner on the line's probably gone. There's going to be a lot of guys that are gone. Devondre Campbell's going to get a lot of money, the All-Pro. Rasul Douglas is going to have some money coming his way. It is, it is, uh, they got work to do. They definitely have work to do, and I think the top decision is, do we bring Rodgers back? Or do we look elsewhere? Bart Winkler on today, and he is the show. Bart Winkler show, 1250 The Fan, Milwaukee. Tough uh, weekend for the pack, uh, no doubt, and the immediate future. Big questions. Bart, always appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for the time. Appreciate your time. Bart Winkler, appreciate him coming on on Twitter at Winks. Thanks. Great follow. Covering the Packers, 1250 The Fan, Milwaukee. Um, wow, that's interesting. He says it's 50-50 of the Packers fans that want Aaron Rodgers back and uh, don't want him back. And, and, he, and he makes these uh, comparisons. Um, 15 years of Favre and kind of how it just kind of faded. It's time to move on. The difference is there was an Aaron Rodgers waiting, right? Now here it's, it's, it's Jordan Love and, and everybody goes, uh, what do we have there? So, so there's some big questions here. Did it all of a sudden go from the Packers three straight NFC championship appearances and almost a fourth to now where are the Packers at quarterback-wise, wide receiver-wise? Is that it for Aaron Rodgers Saturday night? Bard Winkler feels like it uh, might have been. Interesting. We will uh, add to this, are the Broncos a team that, will really get in play for an Aaron Rodgers. And what do I say about that? As your leading Broncos fan in the Black Hills, I'm the president of the Broncos fan club. Did you know that? You'll find out. Nate Gary's next. He covers the Bills literally for the Bills radio network, WGR 550 in Buffalo, the pregame host for the Buffalo Bills radio network. What's Nate Gary say about the Bills last night? On the way, live from Buffalo next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. When it comes to protecting your home and your belongings, what works for your neighbor most likely won't work for you. Insurance is personal. And that's why the coverage specialists at Fisher Rounds and Associates work with you to tailor a policy that protects your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions at the most reasonable cost possible. We sweat the small and the big stuff so you don't have to. That's at your service, at your side. Fisher Rounds and Associates, with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. 
At Renewal by Anderson, we are proud to be considered the best replacement window company in the nation. And we love it when our customers do lots of research on their own and then call us. Renewal by Anderson products are at a different level from the others for sure, but our story is much more about people than it is about products. Renewal by Anderson franchises are local family businesses. Installers are full-time experts, not subcontractors. The owner of the franchise in this part of America grew up on a ranch. He learned what hard work and integrity were all about from great parents as a boy. He simply would not represent a poor quality window company, which is why this Renewal by Anderson franchise is one of the most respected and decorated in the nation. If you're even considering new windows, please reach out to the team at Renewal by Anderson for a no-pressure conversation. Please visit us on the web at rbarapidcity.com to learn about our financing and book your free in-home consultation. Renewal by Anderson, proud of our products, proud of our people. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. Sports betting is off to a great start in Deadwood and our exclusive home for every game. We love it. The new BetMGM Sportsbook at 10 Lizzie. Fox Sports Rapid City is proud to partner with the best sportsbook with the best service and the biggest games. If you haven't signed up for the sports betting email list, you want to do it. You can get match bonuses, expert wagering tips, and more. Just visit 10lizzie.com. Take your friends and experience the new BetMGM Sportsbook at 10 Lizzie right there on Main Street in Deadwood. Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years, and you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. I started doing it once in a while, (laughs) you know, just for fun in the car with my friends. And yeah, I I knew it was deadly and even illegal, but I didn't care. I remember looking down and she was crossing the street and I saw her just before I killed her. Addiction has many faces. Texting and driving when you know it's life-threatening and illegal can be one of them. Take back control. Put the phone down. Brought to you by the South Dakota Office of Highway Safety, the South Dakota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. 1067 FM, 1150 AM. Catch us there also on Twitter right now live. Welcome in at Nate Brown Show, watching the show live. Welcome in at Nate Brown Show. Follow us there and you can check in on your phone live four to six weekdays. Also on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, The Nate Brown Show. You've got the live show and the archive show right there. Well, my family was celebrating, man. We 
Watched Josh Allen, went and watched his games at Wyoming. Of course, if you know the history, okay, my brother played at Wyoming for, um, started at Wyoming for three years. And, you know, once you're a Cowboys fan, you're a Cowboy fan. It's kind of that uh, uh, group, man. That's the group, okay? Once you're a poke. And now we, then we follow Josh Allen. We've had Josh on the show. And it's just like rooting for one of your guys, okay? And my family, we were excited. We were excited like all of Bill's Mafia. I, I can consider myself part of Bills Mafia, Josh Allen uh, fan club, okay? Um, and then the Bills falter last night to the Chiefs in an unbelievable game. Nate Gary covers the Bills, the WGR 550. You're home for the Bills. He's the pregame host, halftime host, and he's live on the Nate Brown Show after a tough Sunday night. Nate Gary on Twitter at Nate Gary Sports. Nate Gary Sports. Find him on Twitter. Nate, thanks for the time. How are you? I'm okay. I'm still, uh, you know, working through my feelings, as uh, I would think most people in Buffalo this hour are. I was just listening to the to my station feed before jumping on with you, and uh, yeah, you know, it's sort of like speaking at a funeral a little bit. It's, that, that's kind of how I would uh, describe how folks here in Western New York are feeling. That's uh, that's interesting because I started my show with it. You know, I've covered Josh Allen and been a fan of his since his days at Wyoming, and and uh, just followed his career and love the type of player, leader, uh, teammate that he is. And and so I've talked about him a lot on the show in this part of the country, and we have people over in Wyoming that listen. And so there's kind of a small fan base here. I want to see Josh Allen do well. And then I said, everybody says, well, the Bills will just keep getting back here with Josh. They'll just keep getting back here and keep getting back here. I don't think it's as easy as, as that may be. How tough was last night when they had him? They had him. You're 100% right. It's sort of the point I've been – maybe making ad nauseum now. Um, and, and I think it's really easy if you're just an optimist and you say, well, look how darn good he played. The guy is so talented. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And when you're one of those, when you're one of those two or three special, special players, this is, you know, familiar territory and he'll be back. I'm so confident of it. And I, you know, my, my sort of thought the whole time has been, yes, he's very talented and maybe the most talented um, quarterback in the in the conference, short of Patrick Mahomes. But you look around and you see sort of what the AFC is, is looking at in the, in the not-so-distant future with, you know, Joe Burrow, who is, by the way, the team that is going to be in the AFC championship game. It's not the Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, right? That's a team that's not going anywhere soon. They've got a superstar wide receiver in Jamar Chase. Um, and then you've got, you know, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, who I would bet are going to have a chip on their shoulder after, you know, having what I think is just one of the most remarkable seasons that I can remember with all the injuries that they had. I mean, that team's, that team's coming off an AFC divisional round loss last year to the Bills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Justin Herbert, who, you know, short of Josh Allen, maybe sculpted in with the same material and the same sort of marble as, as Josh Allen. Um, you have with with the Chargers, who also is an uber-talented, probably should have made the playoffs sort of team with Joey Bosa and Derwin James and the pieces that they have. Like, there is absolutely no guarantee that the Bills uh, will get back there. And and, and I think you look at, you know, I think for a long time people thought, well, don't worry about that, you know, the interception of Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl when you're Russell Wilson. He'll be back. Yeah, Um, yeah. He has not. And, you know, I I think people thought, well, Aaron Rodgers will definitely win multiple championships. He's been to one Super Bowl. Um, Brett Favre, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, one Super Bowl. Um, So I I think people can be a little jaded here in Buffalo because 
you know, this is a franchise that went to four straight Super Bowls, and the levity of and the gravity of that situation of actually going to four straight Super Bowls, albeit losing, like, I think people just think that because you can get there, uh, that it's a repeatable thing. And I just think you look at the AFC, you look at the roster makeup, the salary cap situation with Josh Allen's contract, um, you know, set to go up, you know, I would say notably, <laughs> um, you know, that becomes an additional challenge as well. And then you have aging players. You know, how long we have Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer playing at an elite level um, for those are questions I think that you know Bills fans haven't quite thought through yet, and they'll have to do that and come to terms with that over the next eight months while you prepare for a new season. But and I think the saving grace is knowing that you really do have one of the league's greatest quarterbacks, um, and certainly the greatest quarterback in this franchise history. And I recognize that uh, you know I grew up in an era with Jim Kelly. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I simply did not see the things that Josh Allen's doing, Jim Kelly, ever do. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a guy wearing a gold jacket. So. It just felt like to me, Nate, last night was it. Josh playing at an unbelievable level in the postseason this year. His competitiveness last night is like, hey, he wasn't going to let him lose last night. Well, well, he didn't. And then the defense really struggled. And we saw it the last 13 seconds. It, it was a mess. The Chiefs got 44 yards in nine seconds. The defense was good all year. What happened? I think Patrick Mahomes is really just as good, you know, right? Him and Josh Allen both make it very difficult to defend down in, down out, have a, have that, that those fundamentals, the, the technique to be sound when you have a prized fighter who just, you know, lands haymaker after haymaker. And early in that game, I thought the Bills' secondary and coverage was lights out. And on that first drive, there's nothing more deflating than having everything, having Travis Kelsey, having Tyreek Hill locked up and Patrick Mahomes break off a 34-yard run and then break off another eight-yard run uh, for a touchdown on that drive. And you feel like you did everything right, and they still scored. And part of this goes into the previous answer, Nate, but like I think about it like this. It's, you know, Josh Allen, I said this in pregame, and I said, you know, what I hope to see is both of these quarterbacks play at their best, play at their peak, so that after the at the end of the day, there can be no conversation around. Well, you know, well the Bills won, but they didn't get Patrick Mahomes at his best, or or the Chiefs won, but you know, Allen just didn't play the best of games. So that those narratives are to the side. Both both quarterbacks played perfect games, and you know, I think the demoralizing thing is that Josh Allen is there. A, is there a way that Josh Allen can play better? Um, no, I, I mean I don't think so. I, I certainly would think it's unfair to ask him to play better. I think. Expecting, and this goes back to the, your previous point, though, right? And, and it's, you know, he has nine touchdowns and 12 incompletions. That's absurd right. um, in the playoffs. <laughs> to expect him to be able to run that back next season, um, I think, is a tall task, regardless of who the quarterback is. But if, you know, to me, if you want to call Patrick Mahomes Michael Jordan, I, I you know, what is Josh Magic Johnson? Um, you know who who is he? Where is he going to be able to win those those multiple Super Bowls with all these guys standing in the way? I don't know, but I I, I just kind of keep thinking back to that defense and how they let them down in that game. Um, and really, it just comes down to you got 13 seconds. I think it's inexcusable um, for the Bills' defense to give up the two plays they did to let the, let the Chiefs get in field goal range um, for a game tying field goal. At uh, 13 seconds, that game should be over. Those uh, were the questions I have, Nate Gary on WGR five. 50 Buffalo covers the Bills pregame halftime host on Twitter at Nate Gary Sports. So it looked like they go prevent sideline. It looked like they were protecting the sideline. 
Maybe I have it wrong, but it looked like uh, a defensive scheme in the final 13 seconds, the only scheme that would have allowed them to get 44 yards in nine seconds. Yeah, they defended it like the Chiefs had no timeouts and were going for the end zone. Um, On the contrary, they had two timeouts and they were going for 40 yards. Um, So I think what it ended up being is a failure of – you know, understanding down in distance and time in the game and situational football. What it was a breakdown of situational football. Um, and from and from Sean McDermott, and in that moment, that's not something I think that a lot of people expected. Considering how the rest of the game played, I know a lot of people want to you know say what they want to say about him punting a couple of times on fourth and you know what was it fourth and three on their own thirty four. You're crazy. To, yeah, you're right. They they had they didn't do a good job of stopping Patrick Holmes, but you're going to give him 30 yards. Yeah, no. Um, no so right. I didn't. I never bought. I never bought the getting on McDermott for punting on fourth and three on his own 34. But the other one, the fourth and one um, at the 50 yard line or 48 or whatever it was, absolutely. That's a play you. Got, I, I'm, I'm giving to Josh Allen considering the fourth downs that he converted late in that game. I mean, just the absolutely heroic stuff you saw at the end of the game, like. Stuff that'll be on NFL. That, I mean, that game will be on NFL Films until you know we're long gone in a way. Um, like that, that's how special that game was. But yeah, the, watching the the breakdown of situational football and, and understanding of the time and the moment and, and the the what was happening on the other sideline for them to take a timeout, go to the sidelines and say, yeah, we know exactly what the Bills are doing. Let's exploit it and let's target Travis Kelsey because no one's going to touch him at the line of scrimmage. That's a failure. Um, from above, and that's it's just too bad that it came down to that. Let me ask you, I'll let you run with this. Uh, the Bills go down to the Chiefs. Nate Gary on WGR 550 Buffalo. He's on Twitter at Nate Gary Sports here on Fox Sports Rapid City. I, I look at it and say, the Bills got it going late. Um, 42-36, they lose. Did you feel like it was a little conservative early on Mean, oh, yes. you know, not letting Josh kind of run loose there and, and let things loose because he, you know, just racked up yards and touchdowns the last two minutes. Felt like it was a little playing scared early on. They were There was definitely, I want to say, the first quarter and a half, two quarters, maybe the first half, there definitely felt like there was a feeling out process happening. Um, I think that going down the field on the first drive, 13 plays, 78 yards, I think, was that drive, and they, they milked, you know, seven minutes off the clock. Kansas City comes back, runs, a, runs an 11-play drive, same thing matches them, and the first quarter is over after two drives. Yeah. And I think as a better of that game, I'm thinking, well, we're getting the under in this game. I mean, if that's, if that, these possessions are going to be hyper-valuable. Well, it turned out, you know, there was four scoring drives in a matter of a minute and 54 seconds. I'm sorry five scoring drives in a matter of a minute and 54 seconds. So, you know, I think for me, um, it was crazy how the end played out. But at the beginning of the game, I think you're Sean McDermott. You're thinking, okay, these possessions, every single one of them is going to be valuable. Um, so maybe in that situation, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, that second quarter where they run, 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 punt, that was about as, as frustrating. And it took for them to go down 23-14. Yeah. Yeah. For them to say, all right, we're taking the training wheels off. Go ahead, Josh. And at that point, I, I, I think, and I said this in post game, Nate, it, it felt like they came into this game with a different mindset than the game they played prior. And I thought that was a huge mistake. They went out and they tried to score as many points from the very first play as they could against the, against the New England Patriots. And it felt like they were scared to make it a track meet. They were scared to make it a shootout yeah. because they didn't want to get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's the only way that you beat Patrick Mahomes. And I think 
next time, the big lesson they've learned, I think, from this game is don't wait two and a half quarters to let your MVP quarterback take over a game because um, I know that's not what the Kansas City Chiefs did, that's for sure. I uh, think you're right on it. I, I think you're right on it. I felt like that second, third quarter, it's kind of in there, about a quarter and a half, like you said, um, little, little conservative. Nate Gary tonight, tough one. Bills go down. Josh Allen trying to get the Bills to the top. 550 WGR, Nate Gary Sports on Twitter. Nate, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. My absolute pleasure, Nate, anytime. All right, great stuff. Nate Gary uh, gets a shout-out here on the Nate Brown Show from a Bills fan saying Nate Gary's great. How about that? That's good stuff. WGR 550 pregame halftime, uh, Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Nate Gary Sports. Nate Gary Sports um, on Twitter. Um, yeah, I think he was right on it. They got a little conservative, a little scared. I think the Bills scheme, the plan, offensively, well, do we want to? Uh, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, the Chiefs. Uh, it's going to be a track meet anyway. You better get your running shoes on. And the Bills matched them. Fourth quarter, Bills matched them. First quarter, and uh, there was that middle part of the game. Bills kind of got a little nervous, I don't know, and then boom, let's, let's get going. And I think it was a... Uh, it was a scheme problem on defense the whole time. No spy from Leslie Frazier's defense, which allowed Mahomes to run all over early on. Then they started spying. No blitzes whatsoever. Just rushing four. No blitzes whatsoever. Well, then you're going to leave people open. Well, you better pressure Mahomes, and I mean hard. I mean hard. And then the end of the game, one of the worst defensive plans I've ever seen. I, I just don't get it. There's, there's, and everyone would say, well, Monday morning quarterback. It, you watch that last 13 seconds and tell me the Bills could have done anything else and not allowed the Chiefs to get 44 yards in nine seconds. They could have played them straight up and they wouldn't have gave up those yards. I mean, that's ridiculous. No pressure, no bump and bump coverage a little bit early on. Put somebody up on Hill and Kelsey a little bit, maybe take some time off. A total embarrassment by the defensive uh, game plan late, and it cost the Bills maybe the shot to go all the way. And it's not easy to go all the way every year. And that's where I think uh, people might remember this one. They had the Chiefs, they had them, and they let them off the hook. And Mahomes and the guys got it done. We're back with Doug Ottawa, live from Denver, senior editor at Mile High Sports. The Broncos are down to three coaching candidates. Three. Who should get the job? And who's going to get the quarterback job next? The Nate Brown Show. Hello, this is Robbie at Bargain Barn Tire Pros. At Bargain Barn Tire Pros, we are what we like to call your one-stop vehicle shop. Some of you don't realize that we're more than just a tire shop. We are a full-service center. We do brakes, shocks, alignments, and we also do exhaust. So if your vehicle is loud or making a squeak, call the pros at Tire Pros. 1610 Campbell Street, 1811 Deadwood Avenue, or look us up on the web at BarnBarnTire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows around 12 tonight under cloudy skies with snow likely. Winds out of the east, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Cloudy tomorrow, chance of snow. Daytime highs approaching 26. Lows around 14 tomorrow night, mainly clear skies and quiet. Mid-40s Wednesday, mid-30s Thursday with a chance for snow. About an inch of snow tonight. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 26. 
Banking at any time, any place, for anyone. That's what Highmark Credit Union is all about. Born in Rapid City 80 years ago, they're proud to bring a full range of consumer products and commercial lending services to thousands of area members. If you're looking for a place to bank where you're just not an account number, Highmark is the answer. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by any of their branches for more about better banking. Highmark Credit Union. We'll make it happen. We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. There can be no doubt, losing a loved one is always difficult. At O. Simon Schmidt Funeral Home, we strive to meet your emotional needs with compassion, kindness, and understanding. The caring staff at O. Simon Schmidt Funeral Home recognizes the importance of celebrating a life that was lived with dignity, respect, and professionalism. Serving local families in their special time of need for generations. O. Simon Schmidt Funeral Home, Rapid City. Phone 343-0077 or visit osimschmidt.com. Hello, Dish Nation. We have big, really big news. Dish now has your local channels in HD and free voice remote. That's right, locals in HD with free voice remote. If you're tired of paying too much for too little TV that just doesn't fit the bill, call Wire Free USA at 343-3806 today and experience an expert who's happy to answer all your questions, whatever they may be. In these days of fast-paced lives and fast-talking salespeople, it's nice to know you can still count on your local Dish-authorized retailer, Wire Free USA, at 605-343-3806 with folks right here in our neighborhood to tell you the honest truth. Dish offers a better value for the very same channels for your home, business, and mobile. Dish and Wire Free USA have what you need at a reasonable price, along with your HD locals and free voice remote included in the same price. The future is Wire Free USA with Dish. 343-3806. Voice remote requires internet-connected hopper. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Heads up out there, some road conditions, a little dicey is what I'm being told here on the program. The drive at five is on. Careful on the drive at five. Just sit back, relax, listen to the program. We got you covered here. Jerry Brewer's coming up, NFL columnist, Washington Post on the way. We'll talk about the divisional round. What a weekend. Really, really good games after a tough wild card weekend, right? So great games this past weekend. Couldn't get any better. And now we got the AFC NFC Championship coming up. Well, let's go check in in Denver, Mile High Sports. Doug Ottawill back on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Broncos have three things going on, okay? They need a coach, they need an owner, they need a quarterback. <laughs> so what, what's what's the priority list here? Well, they're trying to get a coach, and uh, the report just came out. The Broncos are down to the final three candidates. The report today is they're down to the final three coaching candidates. Dan Quinn, Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell, 
and Packers offensive coordinator Nate Hackett. So there's your three. Let's get uh, some reaction from Doug Ottawill back on the Nate Brown Show. Doug, good to have you. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, that, that sounds like a lot of things going on in Denver, yet we have nothing going on in Denver come playoff time. <laughs> That's right. This is what we have to talk about when you're not in the playoffs again. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Give me, give me this. What is John Elway doing last night when he's sitting back having a cocktail watching Josh Allen have one of the most unbelievable postseason runs, and he's watching Josh Allen, and I know the Bills' defense let him down and, and they let the Chiefs off the hook. What's John Elway thinking about that number five pick four years ago? Well, if I'm John Elway, I'm having another drink, maybe another two or three when I'm watching that because that it just stings. I mean, and I'd take it back a day further you're watching the San Francisco 49ers beat everyone in front of them that they're not supposed to because they have a very qualified, creative, offensive-minded head coach in Kyle Shanahan, which mm-hmm. was only essentially given a courtesy interview. In a span of about you know a season and a half or a draft in a season, however you want to put it, you've got a head coaching blunder because you picked VJ over Kyle Shanahan and then you've got uh, Bradley Chubb instead of Josh Allen, and so yeah, I think I would, uh, I'd probably be drinking quite a little bit if I was watching that all develop. You know, I I, I hate to say it, but I said it back in, during that time. I said just watch Josh Allen, and I'm a homer. I admit it. I my brother played at Wyoming. I know Josh and and no folks there and, and the whole thing. Um, so I'm a big Josh Allen fan, and I said, this makes sense for the Broncos to take him. I believe in him. I, I, the intangibles, the leadership, the people just loved him at Wyoming, the size, the strength of the arm, the whole thing. And I said, this might be John Elway's biggest mistake as president of football operations, and I think it might be. I think it might be. I think so. I mean, you know, you can argue about coaches, and you can argue about this pick or that pick. But I think at the end of the day, and this is the, the thing that I think everybody here in Denver has uh, learned at least a painful lesson. Well, I say everybody other than maybe George Payton, is that when you don't have a quarterback, you need to do everything you can until you get one. I mean, yeah, was Bradley Chubb probably a good pick at the time? Certainly not a bad pick. He hasn't turned out to be much. He's been kind of a bust considering all the injuries and everything. Same with Patrick Sertan. Was he a bad pick? Not at all. A really phenomenal rookie player, but you still are in the same boat that you were in before that. Yes, I mean, not a franchise Patrick changer, Sertan, right? Right, he didn't get you to the playoffs, and that's not a knock on him. That's just the position. That's my that's my take. So we'll we'll see. I mean, it would love seeing Josh Allen and the Broncos. It's not there, and now uh, we watch the Bills rise to an AFC Championship last year in a divisional round. They're the team that's close to the Chiefs. Uh, the Broncos aren't. So now moving forward, they're trying to get there. Let's start with the quarterback. I'll, I'll get to these coaches, Doug. So people are at, you know they asked me on the show tonight. Nate, Aaron Rodgers, maybe. Do you want Aaron Rodgers? I'm going to tell you this. I don't love his leadership. I don't think people love him in the locker room. He's a great talent. It's somebody that is a great player. I don't know if um, I would love having Aaron Rodgers as a Broncos fan, but I think Broncos country is just ready for somebody to be a quarterback. What do you say? Yeah, I I mean, I think if, if you don't want Aaron Rodgers right now here in Denver, 
you just enjoy Sunday naps. I mean, there there is nothing worse than watching a boring and bad football team, and Aaron Rodgers fixes that instantly. And we saw it here with Peyton Manning. We understand the blueprint. Um, is it a long-term play? Are you going to get a 10-, 12-year career out of Aaron Rodgers? No. But I, I don't think there's a person in Denver who would trade um, what Peyton Manning delivered to have, I don't know, Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's and it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. That, you know, you don't want to you don't want to become the Florida Marlins and you're always buying a team. But I don't, you really can't do that in the NFL. I think when when the opportunity strikes, you know, you got to be ready and you got to take it. That said, I mean, does Aaron Rodgers really want to come here? I mean, and and that's not a. That's just kind of open-ended question. Like, yeah, he's got a girlfriend up the road in Boulder, but you know, this isn't—he's on a team that's competing for a championship. Not only that, but if you watch that game last night, do you want to come into the division where you got to beat that guy every single year to get to the Super Bowl? I mean, and, and look, Aaron Rodgers is not afraid of competition, but there are easier paths to the Super Bowl if you're Aaron Rodgers and you don't want to stay in Green Bay. Yeah, I got you on that. It's interesting. So Broncos country, percentage-wise, Doug, what, if, if you took a poll on milehighsports.com, how many Broncos fans would say, we want Aaron Rodgers tomorrow? Oh, I I would say 80%. In the really? really? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say it's pretty high. The other 20% are you know, the kind of uh, that maybe have a moral issue with Aaron Rodgers or something like that. But I think if you actually want to see the Broncos win, and, you know, it has a lot to do with the landscape, too. You know, it, there's not a not a great quarterback class in terms of yep. uh, college yep. quarterbacks, and there's not a, you know, outside of Russell Wilson, I mean, there's not an easy path to go out and get a quarterback from another team either. Not one that's a, a franchise changer like Aaron Rodgers. Interesting. Doug Ottawa, milehighsports.com. So to the coaches here, two offensive coaches, one defensive coach, essentially with their backgrounds. Dan Quinn's a finalist. A lot of people think that's the front runner right there, Dan Quinn. Then it's Nate Hackett, Packers offensive coordinator that doesn't really call plays. Kevin O'Connell, Rams offensive coordinator that doesn't call plays. What do you think about these three? Well, we'll start with Hackett. I think that if if there is a better than 75% chance, better than 50% chance that Aaron Rodgers is part of a package deal, then he's your guy. I, I was kidding around on uh, one of our guys' shows today, and I said, if I can bring Aaron Rodgers, they would hire me as the head yeah. coach of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> so I think that that's, that's, you know, if that's part of the equation, it's certainly a massive part. I don't think it is. I don't think those guys are tied at the hip. I don't think there's any backroom deal of, of bringing them over together. So I think you have to really weigh what is your odds of, of that happening. Um, the reason that I don't love the idea of Hackett without Aaron Rodgers is because we don't know what Hackett is without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, a lot of people look like really good coordinators if they've got one of the game's all-time great quarterbacks. We don't look have that. That's not to say that he couldn't be great, not to say that uh, he couldn't be good. It's just 
it's pretty hard to evaluate, which is why I like um, O'Connell, I think, because Mm. Mm. he's been a part of an offense that has been consistently good, but they've been consistently good with two totally different quarterbacks. You take Matthew Stafford, who had kind of become, you know, an unknown. Was he an all-time great, or was he kind of a bust in Detroit? Well, we see what happens when you put him in a good system. He's he's become the guy that beats Tom Brady. Um, and, and then you you look back a few years and you say, well, Jared Goff got this team to a Super Bowl. How'd they do that? Because he's not any good. We we see what he's capable of doing in Detroit or not capable of doing. Um, so I think that O'Connell has the benefit of being part of a, of a mastermind kind of staff, um, but also seeing how it's done when you're not having the luxury of Aaron Rodgers every given Sunday. Interesting. Um, O'Connell's the youngest. Okay. O'Connell's the youngest out of the bunch. Um, yeah. You, you haven't said much about Dan Quinn. A lot of people tell me, Doug, that's going to be the guy. And, and Broncos country said, oh, we can't have him. He's a defensive guy. Is he more than that? Well, I, I'm with you, for one. I do think he's a front runner. Um, but here's my take on Dan Quinn. And I, I, I'm, I'm not, I have no issue with Dan Quinn. I think that he can be and would be a good head coach. Um, he's got a track record of, of doing good things, getting to the Super Bowl, um, all of that stuff. But after watching this weekend, one thing stands out to me. Every team left in the postseason – is run by an offensive-minded guy. You take the Kansas City-Buffalo game last night, and Buffalo Bills have the best defense in the league. One of, if not, if you're not, if you're just yeah. going to eye test. Uh, and that coach, McDermott, is a defensive guy. He could not stop Patrick Mahomes, not once or twice, but three <laughs> times in two minutes right. to win that game. And so... In my mind, the modern game is about who you have that gives you the best shot on offense. I don't think you can control necessarily if you have a great quarterback next season, but you can control the fact that you start things off with an offensive mindset in your head coaching hire. So, as it pertains to Dan Quinn, I don't think he's a bad hire. I wouldn't be mad if they hired Dan Quinn. I think the biggest question in his interview must be, Who's coming with you to run the offense? And if you don't like that name, if you're not confident in that name, whoever that might be, you can't hire Dan Quinn because we don't know what Dan – well, we do know what Dan Quinn is without a great offensive coordinator. He's Mm. a guy that gets fired in Atlanta. Yeah, lost Kyle Shanahan. Right. Yeah, you know, and maybe that's not fair. Maybe he deserves a lion's share of getting that team to the Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan. Maybe he deserves a lot of credit for giving Kyle Shanahan the the room to grow and become who he who he's become. But you still better have that guy that comes with him that can really call a good offensive game plan. And if he can't answer that question to your satisfaction, if you're George Payton, I, you can't hire him. And that's my opinion, and I still believe he is the front runner. But if he comes in. He man, he had better bring somebody who could put points on the board because that's one thing we're almost as sick of as losing <laughs> is watching boring football. Tell me about that. Uh, I I know that Broncos country down to three head coaching candidates. Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell 
Cowboys defensive coordinator, former head coach uh, for the Falcons, Dan Quinn. And uh, it's interesting. You got Nate Hackett in their offensive coordinator for the Packers. They might make that call here pretty quick, I would think. MileHighSports.com for the coverage. And it's Doug Ottawa live from Denver. Doug, always good, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks a bunch, Nate. I'll Appreciate talk to you it. Soon. Thanks for the time. Doug Ottawa on the Nate Brown Show. MileHighSports.com, senior editor. All right, I've got a question of the day into the drive at 5. We've got Jerry Brewer on tap, his take on the weekend, and the preview of the Rams, 49ers, Bengals, Chiefs. Jerry Brewer, Washington Post NFL columnist, his take on the way. He's great. First, a question of the day. So, this NFL taunting rule, really, really calling it right this year. They're calling all of the taunting. Yet they call it one time yesterday in one big moment, and then they don't call taunting in another big moment in another game. So what should we do with the NFL taunting rule? My question of the day and answer, next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. Take control of your finances in the new year by making a plan with Black Hills Federal Credit Union. Access BHFCU's free money management tool in online and mobile banking to bring all your accounts together in one dashboard. Set budgets, track spending, create notifications, and plan future goals. Learn more at BHFCU.com or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is a member-owned, not-for-profit, federally insured by the NCUA. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Black Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show. Welcome back in. Hope you're having a solid day today. We're back to it on a Monday. A little dicey out there on the roadways around the Black Hills. Heads up. The Nate Brown Show live in the Drive at 5 on Fox Sports Rapid City. Brought to you in part by Summit Automotive Group. The Drive at 5 brought to you by Summit. Experience the Summit difference for your next pre-owned vehicle. The best selection there. They work hard at it. Car buying built around you. The right vehicle. SUV, truck, car. What are you looking for? The right financing. Stacy and Matt and their staff. They'll get it done for you. Experience the Summit difference. Before you 
Dubai, stop by SummitAutoGRP.com. SummitAutoGRP.com. And the Nate Brown Show featuring Jerry Brewer coming up. NFL columnist, Washington Post, his take on the upcoming weekend. And some big questions from the divisional round weekend. Jason Andera is in this hour, Midco Sports High School sports analyst. We had something happen Saturday night in high school basketball. I don't think that's happened ever in the same night. I don't think it's happened. I cover high school sports a long time here, but I don't think this has happened. We'll get into that. Um, big night of hoops on Saturday night this past weekend around South Dakota. All right, question of the day. I've got a couple on the docket today. Let's uh, let's get into it here today. Let's get into it. If you're just tuning in, a couple of questions of the day. One is, should they change the overtime rule in the NFL? All the talking heads like me and Colin Cowherd and Dan Patrick and Doug Gottlieb, everybody's talking about uh, change this, change that. I haven't said yet if if I believe they should change the overtime rule. I, I believe in this. Was I upset that Josh Allen on the Bills lost last night? Yes, but not because of the rule, okay? Not because of the rule. The rule's there, and that means, hey, Bills defense, make a stop for once in your life, please. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't do it in 13 seconds. You think you're going to do it in overtime? Maybe, maybe. No, give up a TD and you lose. It is what it is. But but I will say this. So so I don't blame the loss of Josh Allen of the Bills on the overtime rule. But I've asked the audience here. we got a lot of votes coming in. Should there be another way in the overtime in the NFL? What do you think? And here's what's winning today. 47% of the audience says each team should just get one possession and then go sudden death after that. So as in last night, the Chiefs would have scored. Josh Allen would have got it back. If they scored a TD, then we're all even. Each team got it, scored a TD. Now it goes to sudden death. And I guess I probably like that the best. Then it doesn't put so much emphasis on the coin toss. Uh, Josh Allen said, tails, it's heads, you're hosed. But by the way, it was the defense's fault. Let me just clear that up, okay? The Bills lost it, not the coin toss. The Bills lost it. The Bills defense, end of story. But but I, I would go for the one possession each. I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, and then to the sudden death, as 47% say that. 39%, quite a few votes for college football style, but start it further back instead of each team gets it at the 25, move it back to the 40 because the kickers are that much better. 39% say go college football style. Each team gets it started at the 40. 14% say just keep it the way it is. If you score a TD first, you win. So most people are going to go, hey, change it to the one possession each. Uh, I'm fine with that. Here's something I'm, I'm not so sure about. What do you think of the NFL's taunting rule this year? It was a point of emphasis, and you heard it throughout the season, people getting called for it and some big uh, moments, and it changed some of the games. It changed some of the outcomes of the games. A taunting penalty here or there. Yesterday was interesting. You had two games. The Buccaneers had a taunting penalty called on Indomitian Sioux. At a big moment, it kept the Rams going. Um, the Rams, Rams end up winning, somehow surviving there with a total um, mess uh, on their hands. Okay, They almost self-imploded. But Indomitian Sioux of the Buccaneers got called for a taunting penalty after a play. Yet in the other game last night, Tyreek Hill of the Chiefs 
running into the end zone during the play. Does the old peace sign in the face of Milano, the Bills linebacker. It's not called. They score. We, we know how that goes. So what I'm telling you is, if the NFL's going to have a taunting penalty and you're going to call it, they call it on Sue in the first game for the Bucks. They don't call it on Tyreek Hill in the second game as he's running into the end zone with the peace sign in the face. They don't call it because Arrowhead Stadium would have went nuts. They would have went berserk last night. If you call that and bring a touchdown back with a minute 10 left at that time of the game. And so that's where I'm asking, what do you do with the taunting penalty? Do you keep it in the game and try and clean up the taunting or do you just have to get rid of it? Because the worst thing is what happened yesterday. You call it in a moment for one team. You don't call it in a big moment for the other team. It's the inconsistency that the NFL officiating has a problem with. If you want uh, uh, officiating to be correct, it's consistent. It's consistent. Should have been called with the Chiefs by the letter of the law. It should have been called. They're not going to call that. And, and, and people would say... You can't do that, Nate. That that changes the whole landscape of that game. You're going to call a taunting penalty on Tyreek Hill? Well, by the letter of the law, it should have been called. And, yes, that would have changed that whole game. So I ask you, do you get rid of the rule, just get rid of it, or do you keep it and you keep it consistent to clean up the game? What say you? 720-1067, 720-1067. Votes coming in. Let's take a look at the poll 56% of the audience says, get rid of the taunting rule. <laughs> so, so people are, uh, and, and you know why? I don't think it's because people want just uh, lawlessness and, and people taunting everybody and stepping over everybody and, and doing the shimmy and the shake and the peace sign and the, and the whatever. I don't think we want that. I think the audience is like, the referees are inconsistent on it. You get this taunting penalty for this, and, and you don't get it for that. And, and big moments, sometimes it's called, sometimes it's not. I think the fans are saying, you got to get rid of it because there's inconsistency with it. 56% of you say, just get rid of the taunting penalty. Get rid of it. 44% say, you got to keep it to clean up the game. Uh, listener text, if you don't want them to taunt, stop them from scoring. <laughs> okay. Well, that's... Uh, that's one way. That's one way. But then when I stop them from scoring, then I, then I taunt like Kandamakan Sue, right? And then he gets called for it. Um, I don't love taunting. Why? It, we do have a lot of the, we have the dancing, we have the gesturing, we have the this, we have the that. It, darn near every play, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not every play, but a lot of plays, you can't do anything. You can't have success without doing something. Players have to do something these days, and I don't love that. I mean, can we have an interception without the whole choreographed run to the end zone, slide down, you know, peace sign, this, that? Can, can, we, can we do that? I mean, that, that's where this is all coming in. It's like, I want to have fun, but then it goes all over the top uh, a lot of the time. It really does. It's like we get a sack, we, we do something. We get an interception, we take the helmet off. It's just like, guys... Make plays, lead your teams, get excited. We don't have to take it over the top. That's where the NFL stepped in. Yet I do believe the NFL referees are having a tough time being consistent with it. Very tough answer to me. 
I don't want to see taunting just going wild, but I got to see the officials call it consistently. And that means in big moments of games because you're trying to cut it out. You're trying to cut it out of the game. They're having a tough time with it. Jerry Brewer's next. Washington Post NFL columnist. His reaction of the weekend and the upcoming matchups. Jerry Brewer, Washington Post next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Dale's Tire and Retreading has been providing quality brands of tires and excellent service to the Black Hills area for over 50 years. Dale's Tire sells tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, agriculture, construction, and more. Dale's Tire has what you need when you need it and offers appointment times to get you in and out faster. See the experts at Dale's Tire and Retreading. Two convenient locations in Rapid City, 691 Deadwood Avenue and 3200 Campbell Street. Dale's Tire and Retreading. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows around 12 tonight under cloudy skies with snow likely. Winds out of the east 5 to 10 miles per hour. Cloudy tomorrow, chance of snow. Daytime highs approaching 26. Lows around 14 tomorrow night. Mainly clear skies and quiet. Mid 40s Wednesday, mid 30s Thursday with a chance for snow. About an inch of snow tonight. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently it's 24. I'm Tyler Hogan, and this is my wife, Dee, and we own Dee Vet Supply. Pioneer Bank has been very good to us. All our banking is with Pioneer Bank. What you find oftentimes in big corporate banks is they don't allow people to run their business the way that it should be ran. And without a doubt, it's been just an easy, easy relationship with Pioneer Bank. Very easy. Yeah, we support them because, you know, they support us. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. show tonight the drive at five on the nate brown show on a monday brought to you by summit automotive group we're live on fox sports rapid city well we checked in in some markets tonight it was a lot of fun um guys that had some tough reaction mondays but they were great nate gary at part of the buffalo bills radio network wgr 550 buffalo bills go down to the chiefs last night in a instant classic right bart winkler joined us from milwaukee 1250 the fan he covers the packers he says it's 50-50 in Packers country on whether they want Aaron Rodgers back. 50-50. And then it was Doug Ottawill in Denver earlier with the Broncos go after Aaron Rodgers. Now it's Jerry Brewer on the Nate Brown Show. National columnist, sports writer, Washington Post. WashingtonPost.com. Find Jerry on Twitter at Jerry Brewer. Some reaction of the weekend. Jerry, thanks for the time. How are you? I'm doing great, Nate. Uh, 50-50 about whether they want Aaron Rodgers back. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Eye-popping. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. That's what he said. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, I'm gonna. I want to ask you a quick one here. I got a question of the day up there. Yesterday, I noticed one thing. Um, the NFL taunting penalty emphasis here. They've kind of had a tough time with it this season, Jerry. Little inconsistency with some of the officiating, calling it at certain times and not calling it. Mike Tomlin said, no, no, it's good to have. I, I want you to call it. He, he liked it early on. Then it happened with his team once, and he said, oh, we, we got to do a better job with this. So I noticed yesterday, and Dominican Sue, Buccaneers, gets called for it in a game at a big moment, gets called for it. Tyreek Hill goes peace sign, running into the end zone with a minute 10 left. They don't call it because Arrowhead Stadium would have melted down. So I ask you, what do we do with the NFL taunting penalty? Trash it. Really? Uh, okay. I mean, I, okay. I, I, I think, um, oh, you know, I mean, there are certain things. Uh, you know, you sack the quarterback and you step over him, <laughs> um, straddle him or something. Um, that's ridiculous. But, I mean, I think waving goodbye when you – uh, score a touchdown. I mean, okay, it's not like the classiest thing anyone's ever done, but hey, man, you try to run it back 80 yards. Uh, um, you get a sack and, and you're celebrating or, or a tackle for loss or whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's just too hard. Why, why do you want to have a rule that's so hard and such a subjective thing to legislate? It just gets you in way too much trouble. So right, right. this idea that that needed to be a point of emphasis, I think, was ridiculous. And I think a lot of it was just trying to control some of the independence of the players. And it was something that they could easily do to take back some level of control. Maybe they're frustrated about things that have nothing to do with Tawny. But it just it doesn't make the game better. And it's not a clear call. Mm-hmm. And uh, emotion is a part of sports. And you have to allow athletes to celebrate i got you on that that's what i said it's very very hard to officiate it um and that was seen yesterday um and i will say if they called that on tyree kill <laughs> you know what would have happened there i mean it would have been a disaster and and people would have said you can't change a game like that um because of that call okay we'll see what they do jerry brewer on let me ask you aaron Rodgers. you said it eye-popping if, if Packers country, according to Bart Winkler, 1250, the fan in Milwaukee, said people call in and he goes, 50% of them want him back, 50% say, yeah, it's just, it, it just hasn't been, it's been good, but it hasn't been over the top. One Super Bowl, and that was a decade ago. Um, what do you think will happen with Aaron Rodgers? Just, just play it out here. Packers have a tough time with the cap, Jerry. Um, Devontae Adams, what do you do? Franchise tag him. Aaron Rodgers, he's 38. What are, what are they going to do? Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is gone, and I, I think they're they're likely uh, going to use that as an opportunity to, to rebuild, to get younger. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised um, if, if uh, wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, um, it's loosely set up as a package deal where he could stay with uh, Devontae Adams. Mm. And if, I, if, I'm the, if I'm the Packers, I mean, I understand that they've gone 39-10 and 10 the last three years under Matt LaFleur, and they are as balanced, except on special teams, as any team in the NFL. Um, and if you kept the squad together, if you kept the band together, they would – uh, be right there in the hunt for for a championship again. They just have to finish. But uh, if the key if the key cog is gone, 
Um, I mean, I, I think they're an incredibly hard team to just plug Jordan Love in and say, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna stay at a at a high level." I mean, I think that Jordan Love is going to take a a good amount of time, um, a lot longer than than Aaron Rodgers did when he replaced Brett Favre, and so it's either to me, it's either you're all in with Aaron, or you spend a, a year, year and a half to retool this team and, and build something new. Yeah, I'm with you on it. it, it and uh, I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers might be on the move. We shall see. How about Tom Brady, Jerry? Tom Brady, uh, people say, well, normally he says, I'll be back. And he, and, he, and he says it pretty quick. I'll be back. I believe Tom Brady's back. I believe that strongly. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, just listening to him, it, it certainly seems like he's going to consider this more than he has ever considered it. And uh, nothing is promised in the league. And, and if that Bucks team had stayed healthy, if Antonio Brown hadn't gone full Antonio Brown, maybe they're still playing. Uh, maybe they still lose that game to the Rams. I don't know. But uh, I know you could say you're so close to eight you come back and you'd be right in the hunt again. But, I mean, the guy is the guy's going to be going on, you know, he's getting closer and closer to 45 years old. And, uh, you know, eventually it's going to leave him. I mean, I still think he, the way he's playing, he could play at a, at a pretty significant level for the next three years. But we don't know that for certain. And I think what he had to carry with this team, throwing for 5,300 yards this year, took a lot out of him. I think the family thing is real, and I tend to think when you're at his age and you've done all he's done and you're willing to open up the possibility and you're willing to sit down with your wife and seriously consider this, a wife who's got a career of her own, um, I think it's more likely that Tom Brady retires than comes back Mm. slightly. Mm. Interesting. Maybe it's just me saying, well, Tom's never going to quit. He'll never quit. And I just feel like going out like that, although it eventually is going to happen, he's not going to go out a winner all the time. I, I get that. Um, I feel like he, I feel like he's coming back. It just, I, I can't imagine it. Okay. How about next weekend? Give me your take. Jerry Brewer on WashingtonPost.com. Find him on Twitter at Jerry Brewer. Bengals Chiefs. I give the Bengals more of a chance than Vegas. Vegas has them as a seven-point underdog. How do you think that breaks down? Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot closer game. Uh, the thing, you know, I, I would give the Bengals a tremendous chance. Except, I mean, they have Nate. They have Nate Brown, Jerry Brewer, and three other dudes <laughs> blocking for Joe yeah. Burrow, and somehow he continues to make play after play. But uh, I mean, that Kansas City defensive front can really get after the quarterback. And so after these nine sacks, I mean, they're going to dial up. Steve Spagnuolo is going to dial up some of the right pressures and and schemes, and uh, they're going to be after him again. And I know, I mean, Burrow's tremendous, and he will make plays, but I'm not sure it's going to be enough. I don't think the Bengals are really going to stop Kansas City. So I, I, I think just, with it being an AFC championship game and with uh, the Chiefs being stretched to the limit uh, against the Bills, that it will be closer than people imagine. But I look at that somewhere around 31 to 27 Chiefs. 
Okay, other one, Rams 49ers. Rams have lost six straight. Is that uh, the story here with the 49ers? They, uh, yeah, I feel I, I'm going Rams. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan just um, he, you know, Sean McVay learned at the feet of Kyle Shanahan, and uh, Kyle Shanahan's kind of done a number um, on McVay. But uh, when you look at it, the talent, the, the talent discrepancy, and then the availability. I mean, you see what this run has taken out of the Niners, and what what kind of shape, if any, is Debo Samuel going to be in, and uh, there's a lot of other guys that are, that are banged up with the Niners and not as much with the Rams. And so I just think that the Rams are so explosive and so hungry, um, and they know they win this game. They get to host and participate in the Super Bowl. Um, I think they, they, they understand that they, they were built to win a game like this and to get to the Super Bowl, and it would be a disappointment acquiring Von Miller acquiring Odell Beckham Jr. and all the other win-now moves that they have made over the last three years or so. Matt Stafford, um, in addition, yeah. uh, they know that this is an opportunity that's far too precious, and I think they're going to find a way to get it done. And um, a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl would be tremendous. Um, and it'd be very similar to to Bucks Chiefs a year ago, but hopefully the the Chiefs have learned a lot from uh, from that performance a year ago. So I'm kind of you know I'm really excited about the possibility. Um, I, I I give both the Bengals and the Niners um, a competitive chance in the game, but I just don't see either one breaking through. I think I think enough road teams won in the in the divisional round. And I think home field advantage will, will truly be an advantage this time. Washington Post columnist uh, Jerry Brewer on tonight. WashingtonPost.com. Find him work on Twitter at Jerry Brewer. Jerry, always good, man. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, Nate. Appreciate you. Thanks, uh, thanks for the time. Great writer Jerry Brewer, WashingtonPost.com. Covers the NFL and more. He's done it for a long time. Here on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. He goes Chiefs, but a little bit tighter than the spread. And he goes Rams. Hmm. Hmm. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I was accused of hating the Chiefs here earlier tonight. Do I hate the Chiefs? <laughs> I'm a Broncos fan. I've been a Broncos fan my whole life. Isn't? Aren't you supposed to kind of hate the Chiefs? Okay. You tell me, should I root for the AFC West? I have a buddy of mine. He says, when when the Broncos don't make the playoffs, and I was like, oh, you, you mean the last five years? Okay. Uh, when the Broncos don't make the playoffs, you root for the AFC West team. Really? Huh? Come on. You got to be kidding me. You root against the AFC West team. I'm going to root for the Chiefs, Raiders, or Chargers if the Broncos are out of it? You're nuts. You are, that doesn't mean I have to, like, hate the Chiefs, but, you know, the uh, the dancing and the shimmy and shake and the showtime this and that, you kind of getting old. Kind of getting old. So, uh, who they? Who they think they're going to beat those Bengals, huh? Let's go. Go on. All right. Let's take a timeout. By the way, by the way, Tom Brady, Jerry Brewer says he thinks there's a better chance he's going to retire 
Nate Brown says what? Tom Brady's back. Tom Brady is back. Book it, Dano. Book it. You think Tom Brady's going to retire? No, no, no. Tom Brady's back. Tom Brady is back. He He's not going out like that, letting Von Miller cut his lip. I don't think so. I don't think so. Coming right back with Jason Andera, Midco Sports. Something happened in South Dakota High School basketball Saturday night. Has this happened before in the regular season of high school basketball? Jason Andera live from Sioux Falls next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Danny Manholt Rapid Chevrolet buys cars. You heard that right. We don't just sell cars, we buy them too. We make cash offers to purchase local cars, trucks, and SUVs every day. Tired of listing online? Tired of messages? Or just tired of making payments? Whatever the reason, make an appointment at rapidchevrolet.com for a no-obligation appraisal. It's fast and free. When you're ready to sell, we're ready to buy. At Danny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet, Rapid City. Farmers and ranchers with up to 24% lower shop rates than most local dealers. Adams ISC in Rapid City is your single go-to source for ag equipment inspection, service, and repair, including air conditioning. With over 20 years experience, Adams ISC Ag Tech Gary Christensen will have your ag equipment repaired and serviced to your satisfaction, either in our shop or at your location with our fully equipped field service truck on Deadwood Avenue in Rapid City or at 605-343-9393. Contact Adams ISC. And 200, 200 a quarter, 200 to 200 to 200 to 200 to 200 to Hi folks, Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company. We can turn your property to cash. We can sell your personal property and your real estate at auction. A family business for 64 years and counting. We've sold several millions of dollars in property over the years. We're happy to consult with you on your auction plans. Let our selling experience work for you. Call McPherson Auction, 605-348-1369. Visit us on our web at McPhersonAuction.com. The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. It's been a fun show, a little dicey out there on the roads. Hope you're doing okay on this Monday. Glad to be back. Fox Sports Rapid City. Hope you had a solid weekend. It was a great weekend of football nationally, right? A lot of great games. And then, man, it was a great Saturday in basketball. High school basketball, man. I don't know if this has happened. Okay, I've covered high school hoops a long time here, but I'm going to go all the way back to the dark ages. But uh, I'm close. Okay, I'm getting old. But... Um, we had number one against number two in boys basketball in double A, A, and B on the same night. I don't know if that's happened. I mean, I don't know what, uh, who would have that uh, record, but 
What a night, Saturday night. Jason Andera saw all the games. Checked out O'Gorman Roosevelt, then he made his way to the Corn Palace. Hanson Classic featured St. Thomas Moore against Dakota Valley, and then DeSmet White River. Midco Sports, live from Sioux Falls. Jason Andera is on Twitter at Andera Midco. Jason, how are you? I'm great, and, you know, to, to top it off, that Saturday, it was my birthday. Wow. And, wow. Uh, and I told my wife, this is exactly what I want to do on my birthday is watch three one versus two games, and she's like, all right, whatever you want to do, it's your birthday. <laughs> That's and, it. Go to uh, work. She's Go like, to work. Oh, sorry we didn't do anything for you. Well, don't worry. I was plenty entertained all day long. It was fantastic. Okay, see, I know how that works. You're like, oh, you know, don't worry about that. And then you go and have all that fun Saturday. And then, like, this week, you're like, hey, what are you going to do for my birthday? Okay, see? Yeah, then because you can... that was all work. Right, It was all right. work. I know how that works. I've done kind of similar stuff, okay? Man, um, smart I, I want to get you on this. Uh, has that happened? I don't know. I mean, and I don't know if anybody no. have that. Okay. It's funny because, I, you know, as I was at all three of those games, I got to talk to a lot of people around the night, and I asked a bunch of people who have followed uh, hoops for a while, and, and since the three-class system, for sure, uh, no one could remember um, anything quite like that. Pretty unique circumstances when you have the top two teams going at it, and all three number one teams prevailed. It was it was certainly unique, and you're right. I don't know if anybody keeps track of that, but nobody could remember, so I'm going to say it's the first time. Yeah, same night, regular season, number one against number two, boys basketball, double A, A, and B. So I want to go to the A game because it featured one of our teams here, St. Thomas More Boys. They lose by two to Dakota Valley. And you and I have talked about how good this Cavalier boys team is. I've had them at number one. You have them, and you've had them there too. Well, Dakota Valley, right. Bruns was tough defensively. They didn't have a great answer offensively. Um, Dakota Valley just uh, looked good, and that kind of, uh, you know, told me, well, this Class A field's going to be really, really good. What do you think? Yeah, Dakota Valley came in, and they looked like the number one team early. Um, but give St. Thomas more credit, man. They did not let this game get away from them. There's plenty of opportunities for that to happen, but their defense kept them in the game. Uh, Jordan Euler, what a what a night for him. He didn't shoot enough, in my opinion, um, because every time he got the ball, he made things happen for St. Thomas Moore. Uh, but he was going up against another great post, a sophomore for uh, Dakota Valley named Jackson Winger, and he had a, a career night, too, himself. Um, you know, he came up big with a double-double or close to a double-double. And uh, it, it was just a lot of fun watching St. Thomas Moore battle back in Get, the one thing that really, really impressed me about that game was both of those teams' defense. Uh, the defense was maybe the two best defensive teams I've seen in that class. I mean, Sioux Valley's got some really good offense. Uh, Flanders got some good offense. Winter can run up and down the court. But those two teams are the two best defensive teams in the class. And uh, usually defense gets you to the you know, state tournament and better. So, wouldn't be surprised to see those two teams playing again. I agree with that. I, uh, really, really good basketball. Dakota Valley wins it by two. St. Thomas Moore was down pretty much the whole game. They battled back. Got a last shot as well. Uh, didn't get right. it to go. Dakota Valley wins. Um, then I'll go to the the B game, also at the Hanson Classic, the night capper. DeSmet has a player, Kalen Gary. It's going to be South Dakota State offer here. South Dakota State player. Sailor over at White River. Same story. Um, these two Class B players, really maybe the two best players out there. Um, yeah. I mean, in the state, it, regardless of class, you could make that argument, maybe. 
Oh, I think yeah, I think it was pretty clear. And watching these guys for the last couple of years, it's been pretty clear. Those guys can just do things with the basketball that you know God has gifted them with. Because not many people can can take the ball and put it on the floor. They can play defense. Uh, they're both you know dunkers. They can take you on the baseline on one step. Uh, both are draining threes, um, and they showed up and and it was a lot of fun. The first quarter, I think. It was uh, Sailor had eight of the ten points, and Kalen Gary had about the same thing, about ten out of twelve or something like that. It, it, they just came out on fire. The the atmosphere is totally totally charged for Class B basketball at the Corn Palace. I mean, there's so many Class B fans uh, that are close to the Corn Palace and made their way, and it just made for a a real treat. But the the guy who really stepped up out of nowhere. Damon Wilkinson, and he's been stepping up all season for DeSmet. Ended up leading DeSmet in scoring, the 6'9 guy, and uh, he cleaned up the glass big time and had two big dunks that really, um, that was the thing that White River had no answer for. The Gary and Sailor competition was, was fun to watch back and forth, but, you know, nobody has a guy that can guard the 6'9 guy inside for DeSmet, and that made them the better team on the night. Jason Andera, Midcoast Sports Talk, Enhanced and Classic at St. Thomas Moore, Dakota Valley. Dakota Valley wins by two, and then DeSmet, number one team in Class B, clips White River. Um, then you go double A, Sioux Falls Roosevelt. Man, they're just they're just athletic. They can take you out of so much of what you want to do. Roosevelt gets O'Gorman. What do you think of those two at the top of double A? And they... Just like the other two classes, they felt like the two best teams in the class, and they stepped their game up playing against each other. Uh, defense was unbelievable in the first half. There was full-court pressure from both sides. Um, most of the game, Roosevelt had the lead by about four to six. They kind of kept it in that range. Uh, Gorman got close a couple times. They had the lead once, I think, in the first half. But for the most part, Roosevelt really controlled it, and they did it with defense, and they did it with Marcus Phillips on the inside. and. O'Gorman has some really good inside players, but they couldn't stop Marcus because he had about half his points right under the hoop and his other half from beyond the arc. And when a guy is all over the court like that, man, it makes it tough to defend, and, and he really rose to the occasion. But, man, if those two play, you know, ten times, I, I think it might be five and five. They're just mm. evenly matched, mm. great teams. Um, and everybody likes Roosevelt right now because they've won those first two, but you watch them and – you know, you can make the case that O'Gorman is right there. Um, they're, O'Gorman's really hurting because their starting point guard at the beginning of the year is out with an ACL injury, and that's that's going to cost them, I think, a little bit coming down the stretch. Now, nah, you know, trying to figure out who's going to be the point man on that squad, but they've got all the pieces, all the pieces other than that. And uh, Matt Eng, he was so fun to watch. Um, so many great players to watch this last weekend. He was right up there at the cream of the crop, just sitting incredible shots for O'Gorman. Great Saturday night of basketball. Jason and Derek covering at Midco Sports. Uh, still some season left, but uh, about a month here. Postseason's yeah. coming. Midco Sports on it. And Dara Midco on Twitter. Follow him there. Jason, always great, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Jason and Dara talking high school hoops. Saturday night boys matchups, man. That was something. Number one against number two in the rankings in all three classes. Double A, A, and B, and uh, Andara says I don't, he doesn't think that's ever happened. I've been wondering that too. And uh, I talked to some coaches that have been around a long time. Uh, Friday, talked to a couple. 
I said, hey, has this happened? They don't think so. They don't think so. So that was a lot of fun. St. Thomas More gets clipped by two by Dakota Valley. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this heads up. Um, the Class A boys basketball tournament is here in town in March at the new Summit Arena at the Monument. If you are a sports fan, sports fan, okay, maybe you haven't followed high school closely, whatever. If you're a sports fan, make your way to the State A tournament. That State A boys tournament will be something this year. A little bit different than most years because I'm telling you, you're going to see high-level teams, and it's really wide open. Dakota Valley's going to be there. I would argue St. Thomas More will be. I mean, I know there's games to play here to get there. Sioux Falls Christian. Um, we're talking about, you know, teams like Winter, I think, might be in the mix. Uh, T, T, you know, kind of gets you know up and down a little bit. West Central. I'm telling you, Class A is looking good. And that State A tournament's here in town. Look out. That's some, that's some good basketball coming in a month and a half. Some great basketball coming. And St. Thomas More has a shot to win the whole thing here in town. They've got a shot to win the whole thing. Coming right back with Who's Hot and Who's Not on the Nate Brown Show, putting a wrap on the Monday program with Who's Hot and Who's Not. You don't want to miss it. I got one wide receiver in my Who's Hot category and one NFL wide receiver in my Who's Not. I'll explain next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say, magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, mmm. Our famous chicken. Mmm, mmm. And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, mmm. We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. Let's do it on a Monday. Who's hot and who's not on the Nate Brown Show? Fox Sports Rapid City brought to you by our friends at the Pizza Ranch. Best buffet in town, you know that, right? Best buffet in town. There really is. Two locations open daily, 11 to 8 on the buffet. Wednesday, make plans. Kids Day, one child, 12 and under. Eats free for every regular priced adult. The Pizza Ranch Buffet, Wednesday. Hit it up, enjoy it. And a family like me, that's gold right there. Pizza Ranch Buffet, Kids Day, Wednesday. Who's hot and who's not? Let's start it. I got two wide receivers for you. Oh, it's diva time, diva time. But I love this last night in my who's hot category. I love seeing this. So if you notice late in the Bills-Chiefs game, 
the broadcast, Jim Nance and Tony Romo, they they broke away because they don't want to show you these fans that run onto the field, right? So they, they don't want to show you. But we have this thing called Twitter, and you can find it. Uh, the fans at the game take video. So we have the video, the full-length video of the fan that ran onto the field last night, the moron, okay, everybody, the, the doofus. He runs onto the field. He's going to go and try and get the football. And in my who's hot category, Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs, you know, former Vikings guy, he was having a rough game, okay? They were covering him. They were doubling him. But he thought, I'll take my frustration out. And he drills the fan. He he drilled him. I love seeing it. I wish every player would just take him down. I mean, just spear him. I don't really care. Tell the fans, stop running on the field. The only bad part is it was just Stephon Diggs, and it wasn't like one of their offensive tackles who was lining him up, getting ready to just knock his lung loose. I wish the players would drill every fan that runs out of the field as hard as you can like Stephon Diggs did last night. In our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, I'm going to go wide receiver there, and it is seven-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Antonio Brown. We all know he had the pouting, wild episode, leaving the field, throwing his stuff off uh, with the Jets a couple of weeks ago. And now last night when the Buccaneers lost, Antonio Brown posts on his Twitter slash Instagram A picture of himself running off that field. It was a picture of himself with a self-imposed sign that said, Bucks eliminated. And he posted it on his own Twitter account. Antonio Brown just showing me he continues to be a great teammate. What a guy. Back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Nate Brown Show. Catch the podcast. We ended up there tonight. We'll be back at 4. The Odd Couple takes over right now.